0: A co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN, Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection
1: with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media
2: awareness. And
1: now, here's Teresa Tamio
2: it 's Vanessa Den Hagarmo for another day here on june twenty fourth uh, looking at the weather forecast, I was kind of gauge of where what the weather was looking at, and uh, according to the weather experts, the meteorologist July could be sweltering from many east of the Rockies, and hotter-than-average temperatures are most likely east of the Rockies in August and September. The West Coast should be seeing temperatures that are averaging overall, but temperatures for the rest of the summer months are forecast to be hotter than average in much of uh, the lower parts of, of the country, especially in central and eastern states. In an area from the front range of the Rockies and Plains to the East Coast, is predicted to see temperatures that are most above average from July through September And we always remind people, I used to do these stories when I was in secular media on these hot days. Please check on your elderly neighbors, your friends and your family. A lot of the elderly live alone, making sure they're hydrated, uh, they have air conditioning, that maybe they need help with yard work, maybe have somebody go cut their lawn, pick their weeds, do something for them. It's very tough to be out in these temperatures check on your animals especially you know in young children infants be just be careful stay hydrated use that sunscreen these are it's wonderful i love the summer i love the hot heat and i love being by a pool and or by some water but these can be dangerous temperatures for, for for all of us if we're not careful but especially for the elderly so consider please if you have an elderly neighbor go check on them we have uh, a packed hour here on the EWTN Global Radio Network on Ave Maria Radio. Doug Keck will be joining us, President and COO of EWTN. We'll talk with him about uh, a lot going on, uh, upcoming programming, and of course some new segments. EWTN, I've been watching News Nightly, and the coverage of the World Meeting of Families. Obviously, we're waiting for the Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade and the Dobbs case. Uh, you know, and there's been wonderful coverage of the world meeting of families. I really, I love uh, EWTN News nightly. Such a wealth of information, so much packed in that half hour. And uh, just in, if you miss that, you can go on EWTN's website. And sometimes I'll watch it the next day if I miss it. If I get too tired, um, and follow EWTN on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, on Instagram, all the social media platforms. I, I'm always getting a wealth of information, and clicking onto the website to read more. I um and 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 speaking of uh, the EWTN family, I recently penned an article in the National Catholic Register. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, uh, but it's about communicating truth with kindness and love and charity, and about how social media does not lend itself to constructive conversations on critical issues. But we must do that. We can bring light to the darkness. And I tweeted about this article. You can follow me on my Twitter handle, Vanessa Denha Garmo. I also posted it on my public. Facebook page, which is Communications Evangelist Coach, Vanessa Denha Garmo. I really encourage you to read it. It's it's really about, you know, things that we see on social media that, you know, are offensive, troubling, very divisive, but how we're called to reach out to people in love and charity and privately, you know, and, and not engage in a public platform fighting, but privately reach out to them and try to meet them where they're at on their faith journey. This is so important that we reach people out, out. Um, at uh, where they're at in their faith journey but with love and charity and kindness and remembering these two are children of god you may not agree with them they may get your blood boiling and believe me i understand this my catholic you know temper uh chaldean temper rather gets enraged sometimes when i read some of this stuff and i'm not going to get into the whole thing of what prompted this blog that i wrote i want you to go read it but um we have to remember that even the people we don 't agree with on, on such issues such as abortion and it 's going to you know most likely this is going to get overturned and it 's not going to be an end of abortion. It reverts back to the state level and it 's just going to be fights at the state level. so we have to meet people out here in the state of Michigan. you know we have one of the strongest abortion bans right now, but what the left is trying to do is actually change that to be to to, to the complete opposite. They put so much in this proposal that they hope to be on the ballot in November that actually takes away parental rights in so many cases when it comes to abortion, uh, contraception, and even sterilization of children. So this is not over. So we have to go into these conversations with people with love and charity. So that was a long way to talk about I interviewing Doug Geck this morning. So much going on. EWTN does such a fabulous job in, in all this coverage. Share that, share that with your friends and family. I'm always sharing uh, News Nightly with people all the time so they can get a, a, a Catholic perspective of the news. Stephanie, Dr. Stephanie Powell will be joining us here, a former LAPD vice sergeant and director of law enforcement, training and survivor services at the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, We'll be talking with her about dealing with the California loitering bill and sex trafficking concerns. And then Brian Kemper will be rounding out the show uh, here in the last half hour of this national hour. Uh, He is the youth outreach director for Priest for Life and the founder of its youth outreach stand for True Ministries. He's also the author of Social Justice Begins in the Womb and Pro-Life is the New Punk Rock. So, there is a packed hour here. I hope you stay with us for the entire hour of the program. And of course, you know when you a uh, great way to evangelize the faith. If if you miss a program, want to go back to listen to it, or you find something that really interests you, go on the website and. It- Get interviews that we have on EWTN and share them with your friends and family, whether it's the EWTN radio network or the television show or the print publications, Catholic, you know, Catholic News Agency and the National Catholic Register. Whatever it may be, there's a wealth of information. And your way to evangelize the faith and bring truth is to share these news stories with other people. I post things on social media all the time. I'm I'm constantly posting. I'm sharing EWTN's tweets and other Facebook and Instagrams. Uh, I I share Teresa Tamio's posts all the time. This is our way to bring others to Christ and share truth. It is seven minutes past the hour. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for Teresa Tamio. And now it's time for the news. Strong storms, lightning, and brutal temperatures. Well, that's what the Weather Network is uh, watching right now in Denver. Fargo, North Dakota, and Kansas City, uh, some major thunderstorms are expected. uh, A high of 87 degrees in Denver today, a high of 94 in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, Kansas City, a high of 86, but thunderstorms in that region. Now, when we're looking in the west end, Portland, Oregon, uh, 86 degrees. Sacramento, California, 100 degrees. And Los Angeles, 81. And then if we look down south in Houston, 100 degrees. Dallas, 100 degrees today. And Atlanta, 92 degrees, and thunderstorms are expected there. Thunderstorms are expected in Orlando, Florida, with a high of 97 degrees. In Detroit, in my hometown right here, a high of 88 degrees, and we're expecting sunny skies today. In Boston, mostly cloudy. Only 72 in Boston today. and, And D.C., a high of 85 degrees. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled in favor of gun rights advocates. Here's Dean Kodiak with more on the story. The ruling overturns New York State's concealed carry weapons law. It required people to show proper cause to get a license to carry a concealed handgun outside of their home. The vote was six to three. On Twitter, Newsom also wrote shameful, calling the decision dangerous and an infringement on the rights of states to protect its citizens from gun violence. Representative Mike Thompson echoed that sentiment in a press release, calling it an extreme ruling, essentially undermining a state's ability and responsibility to regulate firearms, which he says will lead to more gun violence. Fifteen Republicans are joining Senate Democrats in passing the first major gun safety bill in nearly 30 years. On Thursday, the Bipartisan Saver Communities Act got the support of all 50 Democrats and over a dozen Republicans, including Senate Majority Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. It's expected to gain similar support in the House, although GOP leader Kevin McCarthy has come out against it. The NRA is also opposed to the measure, arguing it does little to truly address violent crime while opening the door to unnecessary burdens on the exercise of second amendment freedom by law abiding gun owners An expected ruling on abortion rights has all eyes trained on the supreme court mark mayfield has
0: more it also has law enforcement on high alert across the country fences are already up outside the high court in advance of planned demonstrations the department of homeland security has issued warnings about the potential for violence from people on both sides of the issue The case in question before the court is one out of Mississippi that a leaked draft opinion shows the justices ruling to overturn Roe v. Wade. That decades-old decision led to the legalization of abortion in America.
2: Pope Francis will meet next month with survivors of Canada and in the indigenous residential schools. Last April the Pope apologized for abuses that Catholic Church members committed against these children who were forced to attend the schools for the late from the late eighteen hundreds to the nineteen nineties. On Thursday, the Vatican released a schedule that shows Pope Francis arriving in Edmonton, Alberta, on July 24th. From there, he'll visit a community that had one of Canada's largest schools. The Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops says during his visit, the Pope will join former residential school students from across canada complaints against airlines are piling up as fewer flights are arriving on time michael kastner reports
3: the u.s department of transportation said on thursday it received more than four times as many complaints about airline service in april compared to april of 2019 before the pandemic The department said major air carriers posted an on-time arrival rate of 76% in April. That was down from more than 77% in March and below their nearly 80% on-time arrival rate in April 2019.
2: Seven new large fires were reported today, two in Alaska and in Florida, one in Texas, New Jersey, and California. More than 30 fires are burning a combined 925,000 acres in Alaska right now. Arizona is battling six active fires. However, the two largest ones are both more than 80% contained. Two fires in Florida, each burning a little more than 400 acres. One of them is now 85% contained, and the other is about 95% contained. Firefighters in New Mexico continue to battle three active blazes, the Hermit's Peak Fire, the Black Fire, and the Midnight Fire. The Department of Homeland Security says more than 71,000 Ukrainians have entered the country since March. That's when President Biden pledged his administration would welcome as many as 100,000 Ukrainians into the U.S. The data from the Department of uh, Homeland Security shows most Ukrainians entering the country have done so using visas they held prior to Russia's invasion or by crossing the southern border. More than 15,000 have entered by using the Uniting for Ukraine web portal created by the Biden administration. Administration that lets Americans sponsor Ukrainians they know. New York City is sending more emergency p- supplies to war-ravaged Ukraine, Liz Warner reports.
4: Mayor Adams today announcing a massive shipment of emergency supplies for
5: Ukraine.
2: 72 pallets of supplies uh, going this week alone.
6: The city has already donated $1.5 Items with 150 pallets have been already touched down.
4: Items include hospital beds, medical supplies, food rations, water, electronics, and other essentials. New York has the largest Ukrainian population in the U.S., and Adam says the city's continuing to work with nonprofits providing legal services for refugee resettlement here.
2: Afghanistan is ending the search for survivors of this week's deadly earthquake. The magnitude 6.1 earthquake rocked eastern Afghanistan early Wednesday, killing about 1,000 people, injuring 2,000 and destroying thousands of homes. Poor communication networks and bad roads in the mountainous region have hampered relief efforts. Today, senior officials said Afghanistan doesn't have enough medical supplies to treat the injured. He also said, as of today, the search for survivors... Has finished. The Biden administration is working with 11 states to build more offshore wind turbines along the East Coast. The White House released a statement Thursday saying the new partnership will accelerate developments of offshore wind facilities and create jobs by supporting a domestic supply chain for the industry.
3: And when I think climate, when I think environment, I think jobs, jobs. And this, these are good paying jobs and they're making a big, big difference.
2: The statement said the move will also provide Americans with cleaner and cheaper energy. The wind partnership currently includes Connecticut, Delaware, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, New- North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Rhode Island. A private vigil is held for the 98 people lost in the surfside condo collapse. The families and friends of the victims gathered early this morning under a large tent in the vacant lot where the towers south stood once stood. The glow from the torches reportedly lit up the tent as family members embraced each other. A separate gas torch was lit across from the site at Veterans Park. It will remain there until July 20th, which marks the day the last body was recovered. The National Labor Relations Board is accusing Starbucks of using illegal tactics against workers trying to unionize their stores. Mark Mayfield has more.
0: The board filed a petition this week in U.S. District Court in western New York calling on Starbucks to reinstate seven Buffalo workers that they claim were illegally fired for trying to start a union. It also calls for Starbucks to negotiate with a store whose union election, they say, was harmed by anti-union efforts. The board is accusing Starbucks of using an array of illegal tactics to discourage union activity at its stores. Starbucks says the claims are false and that they are prepared to defend their case.
2: It's 15 minutes past the hour. I'm Vanessa Hagarmo filling in for my dear sister in Christ, Teresa Tamia. When we come back, Doug Keck will be joining us, president and COO of EWTN.
3: People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com.
4: Have you heard the latest and greatest travel news? One more reason to join us on our premier Tees Italy pilgrimage, a Dolce Fide, or the Sweetness of Faith, this November 6th to the 14th. Hi, it's Teresa Tomio, and yes, it's an unbelievable price, some $3,600 for a seven-night lamb package, including Assisi, Orvieto, Rome, and much more. But now, and here's the latest and greatest news, no reason to worry about having to test to come back home. All testing requirements dropped. No vaccination, no testing, and a credible opportunity to visit tombs of the great saints such as Francis, Claire, Blessed Carlos Acutes, and so much more, except those tests so call corporate travel now 800-727-1999 or visit us online AveMariaRadio.net on our travel page call now the trip is filling up 1-800-727-1999 hope to see you in Bella Italia in November
2: Continuing our conversations right here on EWTN Global Radio Network. I'm Vanessa Denhagamo filling in for my dear sister in Christ, Teresa Tomio, here on Catholic Connection. And as always, Doug Keck joins Teresa, President and CEO of EWTN. Doug, how are you?
7: Great, and it's great to be with you again, Vanessa.
2: Always great to talk with you. And, you know, EDWTN always has so much going on. So let's talk about mm-hmm. the special upcoming programming happening sure. on, on the network. Sure, sure. Uh,
7: well, we've got some big events going on, but first let me tell you about the uh, some of our other regular programming this Sunday. We've got In Search of America's Catholic Founder, St. Unipera Sarah. It's a program on, on him, of course, coming up uh, because his feast day is going to be actually on July 1st. Uh, And uh, we've also got uh, uh, some other programs that are happening this week into next week for that so people can look forward to a solemn mass from the feast from the Mission Dolores uh, Basilica in San Francisco. And that'll be uh, next Friday, actually, a week from now, uh, with uh, the Archbishop Salvador Cordiglione will be uh, uh, celebrating. it. so that's something everybody should pay attention to because he's been a really stand-up bishop and people need to support him. We also have uh, St. Peter and Paul, of course, coming up uh, on the 29th, is actually the feast day. So, we're coming up on that into the week on Tuesday and Wednesday. is a couple of programs, one having to do with our priests, uh, Father Joseph Mary Wolf and Father Mark Mary, who uh, journeyed to the Holy Land and did a two part series focused on St. Peter. It's coming up in the middle of the week, and also the solemnity of the feast of St. Paul and Peter on the 29th uh, with the Mass. Uh, That will air live at 3.30 a.m. on the 29th, but it will be re-aired at 11 a.m. with the Holy Father. And also next Thursday, solemn mass for the Feast of the First Holy Martyrs of the Holy Roman Church, celebrated by Cardinal Pell, coming from Menlo Park, California, so people can look for that talking about the uh, uh, First Martyrs, and that's uh, uh, being sponsored by the Benedict XVI Institute, and that's... uh, next thursday at 9:30 p.m and that'll be actually a tape delay but people can check that out and then as i alluded to earlier and uh, we've been talking about quite a bit ew10's continued live coverage of the world media families continues and uh we've got some great events happening uh today and tomorrow there's uh, recaps every night people can check out at 10 p.m eastern time Uh, Tonight and tomorrow we'll give you highlights of what's been going on during the day because a lot of the things are happening overnight in the morning. Uh, We also have Eucharistic Adoration happening this weekend at 2 a.m. and also Holy Mass with the Holy Father at noon on Saturday. And we also have some more of the conferences and panel discussions that will uh, be airing actually simultaneously now as well as uh, some happening live on uh, Saturday in the early morning and also look for the angelus and a mandate to families with the holy father that's airing sunday 5 a.m eastern but then again encoring at 4 p.m so we've got complete coverage uh you know from our ewtn production group on location with our Rome office with news nightly uh, and all of our coverage there with with matthew bunson and, uh, and the whole team over there. So uh, we're really excited about uh, the great work our, our team is doing. And again, not only in English, but in Spanish and in German. They're sitting there side by side, and then plus other languages are also taking the feed. So we're, we're really happy that the, the World Meeting of Families really is an EWTN world event.
2: It's, it's been fabulous coverage, Doc. I've been watching it. And I, what I love, too, is I go on your website. Um, sometimes I miss stuff or I, I, you know, right. I get tired or I'm working and I've got to deal with clients. So I go on the website when I'm free. I did it this morning, got up at 630, went on the website, right. and started watching News Lightly from yesterday. Right. And I love it because it's, if you miss something, it's always there. You can go up right on the website and get it.
7: Right, absolutely, and we post so many of the things we're doing on on our on-demand platform in total. Uh, We have certain specials that are posted on the website, but so many of our programs are now available on our on-demand platform. You can go there 24-7. And watch it for free, there's no problem at all with that, and obviously, we post a great many of our materials as well on our YouTube channel. So as you say, if you miss it, uh, you know we are living in a world and and this is all accessible uh through your phone through through the app so it's not like you even have to be sitting at home with your TV or your home computer to to catch these things. You can catch them live and you can also catch them on uh, any time you'd like to watch them on your 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 iPad or your iPhone or whatever device you happen to be using.
2: Yeah, I'm so glad you said that, Doug. I hit my mom, who's turning 80, uh, loves EW10, but sh- she said to me, "Well, I'm, when I'm out and about, I can't mm-hmm. watch it, so I put it on her phone." Absolutely, <laughs> and she, absolutely. She, lo- she loves it, and then I showed her how to follow you on. On she has Facebook only, so I showed her how to follow mm-hmm. it on on EW10 Facebook. And that's really important because I'll go to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I'll catch stuff on EWTN, and then it'll prompt me to go to the website and read more or watch more. It's it's, it's a wonderful resource. I love it because it keeps you abreast of what's happening all the time.
7: Right, and people really should tie into uh, the resources that are from the Register and from News yes. Nightly and certainly CNA. You can sign up for those newsletters or daily feeds that come and give you uh, what the latest stories are. So when you're hearing uh, the secular news report on some story or not, you can, you can right away can get information uh, from a Catholic perspective, uh, sometimes a better take. Certainly, another take. And uh, a lot of that material I use myself for uh, topics, for discussions, especially even for articles and stuff that I read on Father Spitzer's show when we talk about some of the things that are happening. Uh, and I, I'm thrilled because I've been able to many times talk about topics that only other people are talking about two or three days later, um, you know, in the secular world because uh, we picked up on it thanks to our news team, and uh, actually started talking about it right away, which is the great advantage of, of Catholic radio, which it's instantaneous. Uh, we don't, you don't have to wait a week. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to wait for something. You can, you can change the program. We start talking about it now. Whatever's important is, is what people will be hearing about.
0: Yeah, and
2: I challenge people all the time, Doug, to share programs, articles, stories, interviews on right. social media, email with your friends and family. I, I just did this this morning with a friend of mine who's, who's never watched Catholic Radio, or uh, uh, listened to Catholic Radio, and I said, hey, I know you've never listened, but I'm gonna, I want you to listen to this interview on News Nightly on EWTN. I want you to watch this. It's really good. That's the way to evangelize the We're- faith. You know, and it's, it's a great
5: way
7: and it's a great way of evangelizing in a not in your f- face, In way, your face, so yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Where you yeah. can say, you know, uh, this might, this is kind of an interesting interview. This is an interesting article I thought you'd like to read, like you said. Uh, and people do it all the time with the Wall Street Journal or some other newspaper that they're having. There's no reason not to do the same thing. And like you said, it's a great way of just saying, oh, I just wanted to pass that along. Maybe you'd, you'd find it interesting because we all know, you know, somebody talking to you can be somewhat threatening. Uh, yeah. When you have the ability to take an article or something or watch it by yourself or read it yourself, you, 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 you're less defensive.
2: Yeah. We have, we have less than a minute with you, Doug, and I just want to quickly say we are expecting the, the decision from the Supreme Court any minute, any day. We don't right. know really when it's come down. How how will EWTN handle that? And We have about 30 seconds here. Well,
7: well, I think we'll handle like every major decision like this. Obviously, we cover the court uh, every day through uh, News Nightly, the world over, obviously, as well as our radio coverage. And, of course, uh, you've also got your uh, in-depth. So uh, whatever happens, we'll be on top of it.
2: Thank you so much, Doug Keck, President COO of EWTN. Thank you. Stay with us, everyone. We're going to continue our conversation after the break. Stay with us. married couples in the Diocese of Dallas who are celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary in 2022 are invited to the Golden Anniversary Mass. The Golden Anniversary Mass takes place on Saturday, August 27th at 10 a.m. at the Cathedral Shrine of the Virgin of Guadalupe. The couples and guests are quarterly invited to join the Diocese for a reception in the Grand Salon immediately following the Mass. The event is sponsored by the Diocese of Dallas Office of Worship and Evangelization Catechesis and Family Life. Esther Fernandez is a realtor with JP and Associates and a sponsor here on KATH 910 AM. She's a parishioner at Holy Spirit Parish in Duncanville and a supporter and volunteer with the Guadalupe Radio Network. Our real estate market remains strong and interest rates could change. There are first-time buyer programs available for teachers, nurses, police, and firefighters. You can reach Esther by calling 214-845-1753 or by email at estherzfernandez at gmail.com. That's E S T H E R Z. Fernandez at gmail.com.
6: Attention students, are you looking for a way to invigorate your faith and spread the good news? All incoming 9th outgoing 12th graders are invited to participate in the Lone Star Steubenville Conference. The conference takes place from June 24th through June 26th at the Irving Convention Center. This is a high-energy weekend filled with dynamic speakers, incredible worship, and a powerful experience of the sacraments. For more information and to register, visit steubenvilleconferences.com.
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Kyle Eberline of Mid Cities Dental and a parishioner of Good Shepherd Catholic Community in Colleyville. Dentistry can be expensive, especially if you know you need a lot of work. That's why you need to know all of your treatment options, and you need a dentist whom is on your insurance plan. This could potentially save you lots of money. Our office will offer you a no-obligation consultation with necessary x-rays. We can be reached at 817-282-9321 or midcitiesdental.com. Again, that number is 817-282-9321.
2: conversation here on the EWTN global radio network Catholic connection I've been asked to filling in Patricia here this morning joining us now is Dr. Stephanie Powell former LAPD vice sergeant and director of law enforcement she's training and surviving services at the National Center on Sexual Exploitation and we're talking with her this morning about dealing with California loitering bill and sex trafficking concerns Dr. Stephanie Powell thank you for joining us. Thank you, thank you for inviting me. So, t- give our uh, listeners here on Catholic Connection an overview of this bill. What does this, what does this California loitering bill and sex trafficking issue concerns? What are, what is going on here?
1: So, what happens is that uh, the bill is SB three fifty seven here in California, and what it does is that it repeals the loitering laws, uh, loitering for the purposes of prostitution.
2: Okay, and so what will happen if it repeals it, that means prostitution will be legal?
1: No, what what it means is that when you see people um, like on prostitution tracks that are walking up and down the tracks, they're considered to be loitering for the purposes of prostitution. That would make that legal. The problem with this is that what is also embedded in that penal code is that if someone is a sex buyer that is also loitering in the area to buy people for prostitution, that would be legal. And if someone were a trafficker, because it says the word procurement, that is trying to solicit people for uh, the purpose of prostitution, that would be legal. However, prostitution itself would still remain illegal.
2: Well, that seems kind of weird that you could do that. <laughs> okay, so prostitution yeah. remains illegal, but the ability to try to be a prostitute is legal. I it, it just doesn't make any sense.
1: Right, and that's what that would mean. So I'll just give you a very quick example. And this is why um, the same people that the law says that it's trying to protect meaning the marginalized, it doesn't protect them. So for instance, you, uh, let's say, you know, you don't have a lot of money and your, your daughter, your 12 year old has to walk to the store. And she's walking to the store if someone is bothering her, trying to, um, buy her, even though that's not what she does, the officers would not be able to do anything about it because he's trying to solicit her. For the purposes of process. Wow. And that's
2: what it looks like. Wow. So it's even what? That's dangerous. So now our kids are being put in a very dangerous and vulnerable situation because of this bill. I mean, so what do we do? I mean, is there anything that the citizens of California could do at this point?
1: Absolutely. Okay. We need to flood the uh, governor's office telling him to veto this bill. He has 12 days. He signed it into law. He got it on Monday, the past Monday. So time is running out. We have to flood his office with phone calls and letters urging him to veto SB357.
2: Dr. Stephanie Powell, I I don't understand why, you know, hearing you explain what this is, I can't understand why anybody thinks that would be okay. I mean, (laughs) I, I don't understand it.
1: I know, I can't wrap my brain around it either, but it's because of the way that they packaged it. Yeah. What they said was that police officers were stopping people only because of the way that they are dressed. However, if one were to read the law that they're trying to repeal, 65322, it says that the person has to be beckoning calls, I mean cars and people, so it's their action coupled with how they're dressed. Because Mm. you could have on a full jogging suit, but if you're beckoning cars for the purposes of prostitution, that's considered um, loitering. Mm. Mm. So it's the way they packaged it. They did not talk about that it affects sex buyers and traffickers. Um, They don't talk about that because that's what the penal code also includes.
2: Well, we know this is very common, uh, Dr. Stephanie Powell, who we're talking to, a former LAPD vice sergeant and director of law enforcement, to package these bills in a way that they're a little deceptive, so you really don't know what you're voting for, and they'll, they'll, they'll use semantics and word, you, you know, word uh, playing around, you know, it's a PR stunt, and, and they'll, uh, they'll position this in a way that it confuses the public to voting for something they really didn't really intend to vote for.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what they did. But if your listeners just um, Google um, 357, if they Google uh, the penal code 653.22, it's very clear. It's very clear language.
2: You know, in all your years, you, you have uh, years of in law enforcement, Dr. Stephanie Powell, you know, share with our listeners how concerning this is from your perspective and the work that you've done, you know, uh, as a law enforcement official.
1: Well, I'll tell you how concerning it is, and I just, again, I'll give you a very quick example. Sure. i use used this code in order to arrest. So, in other words, um, if I see um, a guy that's going around the corner several times, I can stop him for that loitering. If I see him pick up a girl and I follow him um, and then discover, once I make that stop, that that is a 15-year-old child just by her age alone that's human trafficking. So what this also does is it ties the hands of police officers to do investigations to make a stop or to use it for um, probable cause to stop. They're taking that tool away because now they cannot stop. You cannot stop a vehicle. You cannot detain anyone unless they've broken a the law. They're taking away a tool. They're taking a law that could be properly used to do investigations for human trafficking.
2: So we're just making it easier for criminals to be criminals and prey on people. That's what we're doing. Yes,
1: and I'm, I'm very concerned about that. I'm very concerned that prostitution traffic will grow as a result, and I'm very concerned that officers will not be able to investigate um, human trafficking, investigate for the purposes of human trafficking.
2: And we already have a human trafficking problem all across the country. And this will just make it harder in the state of Michigan. I'm uh, in the state of California.
1: Uh, absolutely, mm-hmm. and it also paved the way um, for full decriminalization of prostitution. So this would be the door that would start to. This would be the thing would start to open that door. That's another concern.
2: Very concerning, Doctor Stephanie Powell, former LAPD vice sergeant and director of law enforcement. What what uh, website or information can you share with our listeners to go out and do some more research on this issue?
1: So I encourage them to Google uh, the SB357 mm-hmm. and 653.22. Also go to our website um, at National Center on Sexual Exploitation, www.nsexualexploitation.
2: Dr. Stephanie, we have about a minute left with you here on Catholic Connection. What else do you want to share with our listeners?
1: I just encourage people to really look at these bills, anything that's surrounding prostitution, because at the end of the day, the goal is, is to fully
2: decriminalize it on a federal level. Mm. To fully decriminalize it. yeah. But, you know, I remember uh, during the election that actually Vice President Kamala Harris talked about wanting to uh, legalize prostitution. Um, in an interview, she was having it, calling it sex job. Uh, I don't know what she called it. There was actually a, do- a title uh, for it. So I know there's an effort on the national level to legalize it Dr. Stephanie Powell thank you so much for joining us here on Catholic Connection we're going to continue our conversation coming up after the break as Brian Kemper the Youth Outreach Director for Priest for Life and the founder of its Youth Outreach Stand True Ministries we'll be right back
5: Hi, this is Dave Palmer. I hope your summer is going well and you're finding some time to relax. And I hope you are planning to join us for this year's Summer Speaker Series event on Thursday evening, July 21st at the Frontiers of Flight Museum in Dallas. Bishop Joseph Strickland will be our speaker with a talk called Engaging in Battle, Empowering the Laity in 2022. Plus, we'll have delicious catered food and an open wine bar. Tickets are $75. Visit summerspeakerseries.com to get your tickets today.
4: The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Morrison with Morrison Heating and Air for his support of the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Morrison Heating and Air specializes in heating and air conditioning service for the counties of Denton, Collin, Cook, and Grayson. You can contact John with Morrison Heating and Air by calling 940-597-6099. That's 940-597-6099 for Morrison Heating and Air.
6: On June 25th, the Light of Christ Award is presented annually to lay individuals throughout the Diocese of Fort Worth who exemplify the light of Christ through lives of Christian stewardship. Each parish recognizes one layperson or couple who live out their baptismal call through stewardship and leadership. Honorees are recognized at the annual Light of Christ Parish Stewardship Awards Ceremony by the Most Reverend Michael F. Olson, Bishop of Fort Worth. For more information and the location of the event, visit fwdioc.org.
5: Hello, my name is Liz Mertz. My husband, Bill, and I own MasterTech Auto Repair in Plano. We are proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Master
2: Tech is a full-service auto repair for all vehicles, from oil changes to complete engine replacement or transmission service. We are located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You
4: can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day.
2: guest is actually joining us from the national right to life conference he is the youth outreach director for priest for life and the founder of its youth outreach stand for sand true ministries and the author of social justice begins in the womb and pro-life in and the new punk rock joining us now is brian kemper brian how are you
8: i am wonderful how are you doing
2: i know the conference is just kicking off but how is it going so far
8: it's going great. We had uh, a course match with Father Frank this morning, and uh, just getting our booth set up, we're going to go live video conferencing at 10 in case the Dobbs decision comes down today, and then both Father Frank and I start doing our, our sessions uh, later today.
2: You know, it's such a uh, an important time to be at the conference right now because this decision can come down any minute. And um, well, oh, all eyes Oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, Brian, tell us what prompted you um, to pen your latest article um, in Life News: "Killing Babies and Abortion Breeds Pro-Abortion Domestic Terrorism." Let's talk about that.
8: Well, you know, on May second, two days after the uh, the leak of the of the decision uh, draft, I was at the Supreme Court for a couple of days, standing there holding my uh, pro-life signs and being a pro-life witness and. Uh, got attacked several times, hit in the head a couple times, hit in the face with an umbrella, wow. and just for standing with my sign, and that's before the decision has come out. So, seeing that, and then a flyer distributed around D.C. calling for riots as soon as, uh, as soon as Roe is overturned, um, it, it's, it, it shows that their thirst for violence. Uh, is 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 not going to end. They are going to if they cannot commit violence in the womb, they're going to com- commit violence in the streets. Yeah. And so I wrote that article because people need to be aware and they need to understand that the the pro-choice side is is literally about violence and yeah. and that's all they are.
2: Yeah, and it's hate and demonic, and we got to pray for that because we know we're we're fighting evil forces. You know. Uh, these oh, are still absolutely. children, of, you know, it, it's so easy to want to attack the person instead of really the the, the evil one, which is it was just Satan, so we have to turn to prayer. It's so important. And I'm so glad you brought this up because, you know, all across the country we've seen the vandalization, uh, vandalism of, of pro-life pregnancy centers and very, like, crickets from the media. I mean, and and, and even the fact that you don't see law enforcement at what I think at the level they should be uh, protecting these people. I mean, I, I think they're doing it more and more. You see security around the Supreme Court now. But this is a very scary times.
8: Oh, absolutely. And, and it's, it's, it's amazing that the places that offer the women the help that they need are the places that are being attacked when yeah. they say that we don't care about women. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it makes yeah. no sense to yeah. anyone with common sense.
2: Yeah, well, it's insanity, and and you you know it's from the devil when it divides and confuses. I mean, he's the he's the father of lies. He intends to confuse, and he wants to divide. I mean, we know that's from the devil when these things are happening, and that's exactly what's happening right now as we wait for this decision from the Supreme Court.
8: Absolutely, absolutely, and and we we the thing is is, is a lot of the pro life movement needs to understand the last you know 50 years have been the pregame this mm-hmm. is when the, the, this is when the rubber's going to hit the road when 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 Dobbs comes down and Roe is dismantled this is where the real fight begins and we have to be prepared on every level, not just in legislative ways in each state trying to get abortion abolished, but also making sure that we are ready, that we are prepared to do everything we can for women that find themselves in those situations. And uh, one of actually, one of the talks I'm giving here at the National Right to Life Convention is um, how to react to your teenage daughter if she tells you that she's pregnant, which is something mm-hmm. that happened to me and so you know trying to get people equipped and ready we have to we have to make people understand pregnancy itself is not a sin pregnancy mm-hmm. is always a blessing from god yeah and that's one of the things that i'm going to be uh talking about in my talks here at the national rights live convention
2: okay i don't want to give it all away there but can you give us a, a little bit of a snippet brian because that's such an important conversation for people to have it and me being for the kelly community where it's extremely taboo to go home and say i'm pregnant i mean we have a high abortion rate because of the shame right so absolutely
8: you... absolutely that's the problem we as christians cause so many abortions when we do not embrace these girls My daughter had to come to me, she was in in a hallway, bawling her eyes out, and she looked up at me and she said, Daddy, I'm pregnant. And I just scooped her up and hugged her and said, I love you. And that was the response that she needed at that moment. And, and we could talk about other things with her later, but at that moment she needs to know that her child is welcomed 100% with love, that there is no shame, that God created that child. And so for us as Christians to put shame on that child, we're literally going against God by doing that.
2: Yeah, I'm so glad you said that, Brian, because I've had this conversation privately. I've written about abortion in the Chaldean community, and um, and you know to try to convince parents that you know uh an, an uh, one act of sin does not uh, does not resolve or take away another act of sin you know what i mean you just, it does killing a baby yeah. doesn't solve a, a, a problem you know and you, you want to well, kill a baby because you're worried about what the community is going to say
8: if we tell the world that god is the creator of every single life we we need to act like it
2: yeah we need yeah.
8: to act like it, and that's really my message here at the convention this year.
2: Yeah, Amen. Brian Kempers, who we're talking to, youth outreach director for Priest for Life and the founder of its Youth Outreach Stand True Ministries. He's also the author of "Social Justice Begins in the Womb" and "Pro Life and uh, Is the New Punk Rock." So let's talk about that, and we'll, we'll take a break. But let's start out talking about, about your book. Yeah, uh, what prompted you to to want to pen a book? Absolutely. <laughs> what, oh, what was it? Yeah. So let's start. start, start, start. Take we'll take we'll a break. break for, no, we'll but... take out a break in a couple of minutes. But let's talk a little okay. bit about the well, book.
8: You know, it, it, a lot of people, when I wrote my first book, I, I didn't put my life story in it. And that's what okay. people have been asking me for. And so I, I did my testimony and then basically talked about uh, my journey through bringing uh, the youth pro-life movement to where it is now. Uh, and and uh and the whole punk rock attitude—I came out of the punk rock scene, which was anti-establishment, and that really is being pro-life now is one of the most punk rock things you can be, and that's uh, that's, that's <laughs> uh, the inspiration behind the
9: book.
2: Yeah, that's so true, and you know, and I want to talk to you. We are going to head into a break, but when we come back, Brian, I want to ask you how important is it to equip youth to support other youth. So, yes, your daughter came to you and she had to come to you, and that's wonderful that she felt she could come to you. But what about when friends go to friends? How do we equip them to encourage them to save that baby? I want to talk to you about that when we come back. Stay with us, everyone. We're going to take a quick break. Here on Catholic Connection, Brian Kepper will continue with us after this.
3: More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com.
1: The wisdom of Mother Angelica. I said to the churches one day, what do you think you're going to look like in heaven? Oh, some of them had absolutely magnificent ideas. I didn't think of one of them. And so I got desperate because then my turn came. I didn't know what to say. And so in desperation, I said, what do you think I'll wear in heaven?
2: And they all said with one voice, armor.
7: EWTN, live truth, live Catholic.
2: This program is brought
1: to you by the following nonprofit underwriter.
7: CMF Curo is the Catholic health option you've been searching for. From concierge service to ethical consultations to partnerships with one of the nation's largest healthcare-sharing ministries, CMF Curo offers a pro-life, Catholic approach to your overall health and well-being. Find out today if CMF Curo is right for you. Call 833-GET-CURO. That's 833-GET-CURO. Or visit mycatholichealthcare.com.
2: with Brian Kepper, the Youth Outreach Director for Priest for Life and the founder of its Youth Outreach Stand True Ministries, author of two books, Social Justice Begins in the Boom and Pro-Life and then is the new punk rock. And, you know, Brian, it's so important. Often, it was wonderful that your daughter came to you and that's what we really want. We want parents to... Uh, make their home a safe place where children can come to them when they are finding themselves in trouble or in in, in a pregnancy situation, right, out of wedlock. But oftentimes kids will go to their friends. And so how do you equip and teach youth to be there to support their friends to not choose abortion and to choose life?
8: Well, you know, I've been talking to young people a lot about this, and and. Yes, they're, they're gonna, their friends are gonna come to them. And what we need to do, and just like in, in any other situations that are going on, and schools are calling them these places safe spaces, we need to create safe spaces for pregnant girls, safe places where they can come and talk to someone who's gonna encourage them, who's going to love them, who's going to make sure that they know that they and their child are loved on Conditionally, and that way, these young women are not going to turn to Planned Parenthood or their local abortion bill, but they will turn to to these their friends who have created a safe space and, and are there ready to to reach out to them, maybe get them to a pregnancy help center, um, and that's something that we're going to be doing a lot with Stand True and helping equip young people to be that safe place for for young pregnant girls to go to.
2: When you wrote your book, Brian, were you gearing the uh, audience to parents, adults, children? uh, Who are the audiences for both of these books in terms of the work that you do in youth ministry?
8: It honestly is for everybody. I, I've always been youth outreach and like I, I always spoke to the youth at National Right to Life and I, I actually went to the, to Carol Tobias and said, you know, my message is also for the adults. I want to do some adult sessions and that's what I'm doing this year because adults have to, have to hear this message too and they have to realize that the way that they react to young people is, is sometimes what is going to determine whether that child lives or dies.
2: We're talking with Brian Kemper, the Youth Outreach Director for Priests for Life and the Founder. Brian, what advice do you have for parents here on Catholic Connection about talking to their children about these issues um, and, and having these conversations with them so they feel that you know, if their, their child is in a situation such as yourself, that you, um, they feel open to talk with them?
8: Well, you know, we have several great resources. My new book, Pro-Life is the New Punk Rock, and then Janet Moran's new book,
1: yes. Everything
8: You Need to Know About Abortion for Teens. We have yeah. two great books that everybody should get and have in their library. But also, Stand True, if they go to our website, com, and sign up for our email newsletter, it comes out once a month. We're going to have all kinds of projects and ideas. Father Frank writes a little column in the newsletter every month and it's just something and a way for them to stay connected with what we're doing. And at Priest for Life, we're dedicating a lot of our time and effort into building a better pro-life youth movement and having those resources for young people. So I would hope everybody would go to StandTrue.com, sign up for our email newsletter. It's free, and uh, find out more ways that they can equip themselves to help young people.
2: You know, Brian. I also think it's so important to to use your books as um, like book club books, or like when you know there's parent ministries or parent groups or mom mom groups or you know um, teen youth groups. This, these are great tools uh, to use in these groups all across the country at, at church and in, in different Absolutely. organizations. Yeah.
8: And and everybody can go to ProLifeProducts.org to get those books. That's ProLifeProducts.org. We have those books, some books from Father Frank, and some great resources for everybody there.
2: That's, that's fabulous because the, you need. sometimes you need books such as yourself. Well, I think they're great books to prompt the conversation, prompt the dialogue. Because oftentimes we don't know where to start. We don't know how to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. We get intimidated and scared, and we don't want to prompt a, uh, an argument. We really want to come at it with love and charity, and we just don't know where to start.
8: Absolutely. And one point I should point out in my new book, I talk about how Teresa Tamio was key in me coming home to the Catholic Church. That story is in my book.
2: Oh, I did not know that. Does T know that's in your book?
8: She does. She does. She was there. She was one of the ones that helped me uh, in that final decision to come home to the church.
2: Can you can you just give us a little snippet? We'll read the story, but just give us a little snippet. Or, okay.
8: So uh, we were at a pro life we were at a pro life convention. I was uh-huh. sitting there. And it was Teresa Tomeo, Abby Johnson, and Father Frank Pavone. Uh-huh. And I said, all right, guys, I'm almost there. Here are a few of my questions. And both Abby and T- Father Frank turned to Teresa and said, it's all you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Teresa. And I went to Belgium with Eric Scheidler a few days later and uh, went into uh, went to confession and was brought back into the church.
2: Wow, wonderful. You can read more about that story in his latest book, uh, The New Punk Rock. His other book, Social Justice Begins in the Womb. 30 seconds left with you here. Brian, what else do you want to share with our listeners?
8: Hey, I just want everybody to be prepared. Roe versus Wade is going to be dismantled, and our work doesn't get easier. It gets 10 times harder, but we need to just just pour our hearts out to God, rely on Him to give us the strength, and we will. Be the generation that abolishes abortion.
2: Amen. And it's the solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Let's take that to prayer and ask the Lord to show you how he's inviting you to be part of the pro-life movement. Brian Kepper, thank you so much for being with us here on Catholic Connection.
8: Thank you. God bless you. And
2: God bless you. We'll be, uh, staying tuned to see how the, the convention is going at the National Convention for Pro Life. Brian Kemper, two books, uh, Social Justice Begins in the Womb and Pro Life is the New Punk Rock. These are great resources and tools to engage in a conversation with your friends and family. I've been saying this all week. You know, we're going to go to these 4th of July picnics or lunches or barbecues or pool parties or the beach and we these conversations are going to come up so we have to arm ourselves with truth and come at it with love and charity and engage our friends and family and meet them where they're at on their own faith journey it's been a pleasure being with you here in the last three days i'll be back in the host chair next wednesday wednesday thursday and friday god willing i wish everyone a healthy and safe weekend god bless we'll catch you next time here on catholic connection
1: And listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.
7: Boldly proclaiming the truths of our Catholic faith,
0: this is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul.
5: Hi, this is Dave Palmer. I hope your summer is going well and you're finding some time to relax. And I hope you are planning to join us for this year's Summer Speaker Series event on Thursday evening, July 21st at the Frontiers of Flight Museum in Dallas. Bishop Joseph Strickland will be our speaker with a talk called Engaging in Battle, Empowering the Laity in 2022. Plus, we'll have delicious catered food and an open wine bar. Tickets are $75. Visit summerspeakerseries.com to get your tickets today.
8: Hi, I'm Martha Everline. My husband Kyle and I are parishioners at Good Shepherd Catholic Community in Colleyville. As a mother, I know that it is important to have a professional caring dental team. At Mid-Cities Dental, we provide dentistry with compassion in a warm and friendly environment. We are located in Hearst, 15 minutes from the DFW Airport. We can be reached at midcitiesdental.com or 817-282-9321. That's 817-282-9321. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to KATH 910 a.m. Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.